Hello and welcome to Kenny and the Coaches. On this episode, we venture into Class 6A basketball and the newly appointed coach of the Lawton High Wolverines, Coach Chevis Smith. Coach Smith has been at Millwood the past few seasons, helping out on their recent state championship runs. But the Duncan native is returning to Southwest Oklahoma to take over the Wolverines, which we will get into. And here's my conversation with Coach Chevis Smith. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with me a little bit. I know most of the time I say that, but it's this time of year. I mean, not only are you getting towards the end of school, but you're also getting ready to take on a new job. So thanks for taking time and visiting with me. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Now, what does this opportunity to coach at a 6A program near where you, near your old stomp, stomping grounds where you grew up, what does that mean to you? Um, personally, it means a lot to me. It's like a lot of 580 pride, a lot of regional pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, again, I'm not from Lawton, but I'm from the 580 region. So yeah. I think we've always kind of felt like we were like the underdogs kind of slept on. You know, mm-hmm. we were just as good as um, not saying not, not taking anything from the 405 and 918. You know, cause they produce a lot of great athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, you know, we, us and the 580, we just kind of had a little bit of different hunger to it. So, um, I was excited, you know, to kind of get back to my roots. I think, you know, kind of take what I did learn from being out here in the 405 and just bring it back home. Yeah. You know, you say that. I've, I've never actually thought about that, but I think you're pretty spot on on that. You know, I'm from I'm from Fox, you know. I mean, I was – I don't know how old you are, but I was alive whenever it was all 405. You know, it was 405 mm-hmm. and then 918. So, I always kind of felt like this kind of – this kind of part of the state we kind of get – I agree with that. We kind of get the short end of the stick. I don't, I don't – I've never understood that or never really thought about that, but I think you're right on that. Now, what uh, what do you think you're going to be able to kind of transfer, to kind of bring with you from your time at Millwood to Lawton High? Um, I think my family and community principals um, that I learned here, you know, they do a lot of um, – Building, building projects together to kind of help one another out, mm-hmm. kind of make sure everybody's taken care of within all parties, in all sports, um, and, you know, even students alone. And so I think also the styles of basketball that they play up here in the, in the metro area is kind of different, different ways. you got so many different coaches, so many different schools mm-hmm. that you see so many different styles and so many different players that I think it, um, it kind of sharpened my knowledge up of the game here. Yeah, and I, you know, like I said again, a lot of we're in the five of the region. We don't really play a lot of we play those teams, but we don't play them enough to really just get a feel of them, mm-hmm. kind of get a, a showcase and really let us know can we compete with them or we can't. But I think me just being up here these years, I think I just kind of have a good, good knowledgeable feel of uh, how they play, and you know, bringing that back home to our already kind of underdog-minded um, mm-hmm. kids. I think that kind of I think that'll help us out a lot. Yeah. Now, kind of talk a little bit about that. I guess the culture at Millwood, because forever Millwood's been, you think of kind of smaller school sports in general. You think of Millwood. You've got to beat Millwood. If you beat Millwood, you're you're doing something. I mean, kind of talk a little bit about that culture and kind of what, you know, what what it means up there. That means a lot, man. Just they first they their slogan is we build champions, and we build them in the classroom first. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. You know, we're really big on education. Um, but it's just a – when you get here, it's like a historical type of thing, man. You kind of just feel it. Yeah. Like, you know other athletes have came here, have have um, walked these same hallways, have had the same type of hunger to make it. And so it kind of just – it puts that standard of, uh, of the next kid of, like, wanting to be the next Falcon that flies away. 
Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, so it kind of it starts really young. So you see the athletes really, really young in here because uh, I have kids here in elementary as well. So I see kids with their little AU teams jackets on or mm-hmm. jerseys on, and I see how dedicated they are to the sports as well as school. And it's like you see the hunger early, and you just kind of know those kids. Like that kid's gonna do something. That kid's gonna do this, and it's just kind of a traditional thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now on top of kind of, you know, what you're going to be able to bring from Millwood to Lawton High, what kind of adjustment do you think is going to be for you? I mean, I know you're moving kind of back home generally, but, I mean, like going from a smaller school to – I was kind of thinking about this before we started. I mean, you're going to be at the biggest school in this part of the state. You know, what what kind of adjustment do you think is going to be for you? Oh, uh, it's going to be probably quick, fast one. Um just kind of just getting adjusted to everything. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a big shift. Um, I think, um, one, the move to the city, move along, is going to be one, a change. I've been I've been to Metro for the last, I want to say, 10 years. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be one big of a shift. Uh, but I think I think me having the open-mindedness of, you know, always willing to learn, always want to kind of learn and get smart, uh, uh, get knowledgeable about things. Um, as long as I'm, as long as I'm keeping open-minded, I think I'll be fine in those areas. You know, I think I think that challenge of the 6A, 3A mm-hmm. um, shift yeah. is huge. But I also think that, you know, basketball is basketball. True. I kind of always had that. I've always had that mentality. Like, basketball is basketball. I don't know how you look at it. Yeah, the kids might be bigger, more skillful, things like that. But, you know, X and O's don't really change. True. And so I just think as long as I have that humble mentality, I'll be able to you know, put myself in any, any kind of fight and – I don't believe in losses. I, I believe in lessons. So, yeah, yeah. Right. so I just got I just got to go in with the right right mentality. I think we I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Now, Lawton High kind of had a little bit of a surprising season last year. I mean, I think they probably won more than what people thought they were going to. Kind of around this area. How do you how do you build on that kind of success that they had last year? Oh uh, well, you first you get a grounding of your kids, and you know what. What worked for them? You know, obviously, they had some some success because they did win 18 games in 6A. So mm-hmm. that's always a positive. So there is some things that did work for you guys. You also got to kind of diagnose the things that didn't work. And then what you do is try to get to the same page with you guys. Like I told them, I said, I'm not coming here to try to shake you guys all the way up. It's too much of a of a shake up too quickly. Mm-hmm. And you know, parts of parts of the things you did do did work. So I do want to take some of those things that did work, add to what I know, and let's kind of see what, come up with our own recipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You can try. You do see that sometimes coaches come in and it's just like they want to try to remake the world and kind of do it their way, you know, no matter what. But sometimes, I mean, you're 100 percent right. You got to kind of take it in steps. You know, let's build on the things you did good on and then let's work on the things you need to improve with. Right, for sure. Like I can, like the one thing I can, I can come in and, and produce my standard. <clears throat> and you know, my standard, I can put it there. I took it. This is my standard. This is what I'm not going to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also have to be a student as well as I'm a coach. You, know, you got to be a student as a coach too. So I also got to learn my kids and learn what what has worked for them and you know how they do things and maneuver. So just gotta gotta kind of keep that open, that open feel with them. So to kind of get a feel of them. But at the end, I know it's my lead, my call. But I do want to yeah. also understand them and their culture and their region. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Now, what uh, from your short time kind of being around the kids? I mean, I'm sure you're still up there in in, in the metro area. You said not had time to be down here much, but what just from the little bit that you've been around your your new team, kind of what what do you think the future looks like for the Wolverines? It's bright, man. I don't even think they. I honestly don't think they know how bright it could be. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think they know. And I was just like kind of walking and talking with them. And I was like, hey, man, I've got a lot of potential. There's a lot of kids that walk the tallways. There's a lot of kids that, you know, play basketball that they don't really know what they're trying to do with it. They're just going. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of see. They don't, they don't really know and understand what they're trying to do with their life just yet. And, you know, my, my philosophy on basketball is, you know, teaching life lessons through the game of basketball. So I think just giving them some guidance and giving them some some structure, you know, I think I helped them out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, just coming there and seeing kids, being able to maybe change their outlook on life, mm-hmm. you know, find some passion and things, I think that could, you know, make the, the, the program, and not only the program, but the city of law, you know, kind of just increase. Yeah, man, you know, I, I guess it's the same at, you know, we're a Class A school. It's the same as at a Class A school as in a 6A school. I mean, it's finding kids and getting them to kind of, you know, I don't even know if coming out of your shell is really the right term, but just getting them to believe in something. It's, yeah. I mean, they're kids. They're 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, you know. Right. I mean, it's, uh, I, it, that's something that's kind of forward me because, like, you know, uh, coming from – Fox, we always had that tradition of we're going to win. You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, we don't think anything else. It's kind of been, you know, coming here, it was kind of that mindset wasn't really the same. And I didn't know really, you know, that's only really the two schools I've been at, but uh, Empire and, and at Fox. But I guess it's the same at, at schools that don't really have that tradition of winning and excellence. You know what I mean? I mean, it's. Yeah, that, that competitive nature and spirit. It's like, it's almost kind of like a lost thing right now. You know, and I tell kids that, I was like, hey, I'm competitive to everything. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can't help it. Like, if you tell me right now you can out, you can do more cartwheels than me, I'm finna try. I might hurt myself, <laughs> like, but I'm gonna try. Like, I said, that, I, that's been like been instilled me since a kid. Like, I've just always been a competitor, like, naturally. Yeah. Like, especially when it's like one on one. I'm like, damn, I'm really gonna take it seriously, you know. And um, I don't know. I just, I like, I think kids just, it's not. I don't want to say they don't know how to compete. I don't think they've been shown how to compete properly, in yeah. in in a way. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we play. Kids play, but they might be playing for interior reasons. Mm-hmm. While I'm playing, you know, for my parent, I'm playing because my brother played. I'm playing because I want to be like, you know, John Morant. I'm playing because I want to be like Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. But are you playing for passion? You know, because you want to compete against the next kid, because you want to beat the next kid. Like, what are you really playing for? You know, mm-hmm. so asking those questions like that, you kind of get to really dialogue, like break down kids. Like, oh, you don't really have a purpose on why you're playing. You're just playing. Mm. You don't really get it yet, so it's like okay, and that's what I do a lot of my kids. I kind of break their mental down a lot. Like, just I just want to understand what is your whole driven goal because I know why I coach. Mm-hmm. Like I know why I don't do it for money. Like <laughs> you know, it's not it's not, it's not a high paying job, so I don't do it for money. So I know I have a purpose on why I do this. You know, so what is your purpose for playing basketball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you really want out of this? You know, that's actually one of the questions I had with um one of my players, uh, Tavares Dean. I didn't call him Tudor. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, what do you want, what do you want out of this? And he said, I want to change my life. And his answer was completely different than a lot of the other kids. Mm-hmm. And so right there, I was like, okay, he has something in him. He has a fire in him that he hasn't really tapped in yet. Mm. And he's kind of one of my kids. I, I, I kind of have, I want people to kind of get their eyes ready for it. I'm like, he's going to be the one that's going to wake a lot of people up. Yeah. Man, I, I never really thought about how you put that. You know, kids don't know how to compete. You know, that's they know, they know. You know, you go out there and you compete, but you don't know like the, the purpose of why you're competing. I never really thought of it that way. And I mean, kids not knowing how to compete. I mean, you see a lot of times too, kids will they'll get out there and compete, and then when it gets tough, they're shut down. They, they shut down or they act out one way or the other. Yeah, you know or I mean? somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. No, or somebody why? Like, okay, well, no, that's not competing. No. Yeah. 
competing, competing comes with wins, comes with losses, comes with adversity, comes with, you know, things is not going my way. You know, it mm-hmm. comes with, it comes with a lot, you know. But the overall goal is that you get better. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you learn things in life because you got to compete in life, especially as a man. Oh, yeah. You got to compete in life. So, you know, it's, it's kind of want to get them to understand that, like that, what com- competing is, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like the main thing, really. Yeah. Man, take us kind of through your through your journey from being in school at Duncan to now where you are now at Lawton, or when you when you will eventually get to Lawton. Um, so I, I left out to I left out of Duncan two thousand seven. Um, I had I was gonna play I was going, originally going to go play basketball at Western Oklahoma State in Altus. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go because I didn't want to go by myself. I was scared. I'll be honest with you, I was scared. I didn't want to go by myself. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to Southwestern Oklahoma State University. I wasn't gonna play basketball at first. I was just gonna just go to school. I ended up uh, playing in the gym, <clears throat> and I ended up walking on the team um, with the player name. Well, I, I, I was playing against the player, but the coach name is Wayne Anderson, mm-hmm. and he's the one that picked me up at the gym. Told me to try out, try out, make the team. So I was on a practice team with him for that whole end of the fall, rest of the spring. Me and a kid named Jacob Campbell, mm-hmm. and then it was coming up for that summertime for me to you know actually get the school jersey. And I went to Langston University on a visit just to go visit my cousin. Uh-huh. I met the coach. His name was Greg Webb. He said, I mean, you should come here. So I ended up transferring. I mm-hmm. should have stayed in Swasu, but I didn't transfer going to Langston. Um, I was going to walk on there. We'll coach, coach Greg Webb for a second. And then Coach Greg retired, literally. So yeah. um, I was in the mix of like, dang, I came here to go play basketball for you, but you're retiring. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, that kind of threw me off. So um, they had a new coach in. He kind of had kids. That he brought in. Um, I'm not going to really go to a political thing like that, but it was more of a, he kind of had his team set. Mm-hmm. So I just went to school after that point. Um, mm-hmm. Just played basketball, recreational, went to school, graduated. Um, I actually got a job working in DHS. I wasn't even doing basketball. Um, I was still working with kids, but I was doing um, other kids another angle. Mm-hmm. That job is a little, little, it's a different, it's a little difference to it. It has a little weight to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not sure if I really want to help kids in this area because this might be too severe for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was I ended up working in the oil field. I was a manager, mm-hmm. and good money, but I was miserable. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, nah. I was like, I'm making good money, but I don't like what I'm doing. And I would always find myself in the gym. So I ended up reaching out, finding the coaching website, the OCA job, and I ended up getting a job at Chickasha from West Pulliam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up quitting, quitting my job, came to Chickasha for a year. I was driving from Oklahoma City to Chickasha every day, mm-hmm. five days a week. <laughs> I was gonna be like four in the morning training kids. Then going to school, taking a shower at school, and going to practice, going to games. And I'll drive back to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, I transitioned to Cassidy Prep School. Mm-hmm. And I was an assistant coach, head assistant, but I was also uh, I was a teacher at Millwood. Mm-hmm. That was my first year teaching. So I was actually Millwood's opponent my first year here. Yeah, I was just, I was the teacher coach that was against another school. Mm-hmm. So they used to always harass me about it. But they always say, like, we, we like this competitive nature. Mm-hmm. So that next year after that, I took over the head middle school program because I wanted to learn how to run a program like with multiple kids, multiple grades. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to establish something on my own. And I did that for two years, three years. Um, and then I did two years in the high school, which we, you know, went to stay both uh, both situations. Because Jeffrey's kind of called me up. He was like, hey, I like the way you run things. I think you have a great relationship with the kids. I think you'd be great addition to the program. I was already training a couple of the kids on the team. So um, our relationship just kind of worked well. And once I um, once I got on that stage of the high school, because actually last summer, because um, Jeff had got sick for a minute, so I took over the high school actually for the, the June summer period. Mm-hmm. 
And that was my first time actually kind of taking the high school program by myself. And we we had a successful summer, man. We competed against some good six eight teams, mm-hmm. beat some, lost to a couple, you know. But um, I think that was my first time really jumping in the fire with a lot of six eight guys. And I did it from a three eight standpoint. And so, uh, yeah. man, like I said, just really put it in God's hands and just put my, put, the, put it to work. And you know, God took care of things for me. Yeah. Oh man, that's kind of your your path. It's a little bit different than mine, but. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. I went to school to play football, didn't, transferred somewhere else, started to walk on, but didn't. I didn't I didn't have necessarily all the steps that you had, but, I mean, I got into teaching for teaching and coaching for a little bit, and then I quit and went into the oil field, and now I'm back here. So <laughs> it's amazing how getting in that oil field kind of makes you really appreciate coaching and teaching. <laughs> it, it, it does and like it, it really put a simple sense of humbleness like i knew like yes. the work came with it. it was work i was like man but you know i'm good financially but like man i'm not really i'm missing something so i kind of just had that yeah i had a void i was like i got a void somewhere like i'm not happy mm-hmm. i kept telling you know telling my, my friends i'm not happy man something right and they were like well, where, where do you feel happy at and i was like well, i'm feeling happy in the gym mm-hmm. it's like sometimes i can really go there for hours and like it doesn't feel like work yeah and so yep. and that's whenever i kind of told myself like hey man i think you know, coaching might be my passion. Yeah, and I, I dove off, and dove into it, man. I've never looked back since. Yeah, I actually told a kid today. He's going to. He's one of our kids that graduated last year. <clears throat> he's going to school, and I can't remember what he was going for initially. But he told me today. He was like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about getting my physical education and going into coaching." I was like, "Man, I'm not going to lie to you. You're not going to make a lot of money, but if it's if coaching's in your blood, if coaching's in your heart." You don't even try to fight it because you're gonna eventually you're gonna come back to it at some point in your life. Bingo! Yeah. Like it's gonna. I, I have a player right now who I think he's gonna make a really good coach one day. Mm-hmm. And he he always said like, I ain't gonna be no coach. I said you are. I, said, I never see <laughs> myself being a coach. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna be a coach. I said yes, you are because you can't help but to say something. Yeah. You can't help but to try to take control. You can't help to feel like you know what you need to say or you know what you need to do. Like somebody needs to do. Yeah. Like you like leading people, and they always tell you, you always want to tell somebody what to do. So I can tell you're going to be a coach one day. Yeah. I see- like, just recently, recently, he was like, I think you might be right. <laughs> Man, I saw, I saw a kid last night where there was a baseball game going on, and a kid from another school playing shortstop, and he was just barking out. I mean, you know, at baseball games, or somebody's always barking out something. Like, you know, your baseball coaching cliches that they – bark out there but this kid i mean he was telling this kid to go do this this kid to watch this this kid to do that and i was like yeah that i was thinking that same thing i was like that kid's gonna be a coach someday because he i mean he couldn't it didn't matter if they were there because they were i think they were down the team we were playing was down six nothing and he was still just he was coaching his butt off out there you know and i was like yep my kids he's gonna be hopefully i coach long enough that i'll see him on the on somebody's bench one day and I was say it's great to see the kids, you know, adapt, especially adapt your your you use a coach's style too. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I kind of that's why I love seeing. Like I said, I love seeing. I let I let a lot of my old players come back and help me coach at you too. You know, just kind of be on the bench, mm-hmm. talk to them, yeah. be be a little vocal, um, positive encouragement to them sometimes. So yeah. um, it's it's like I said, it's a fun experience. Yeah. Now, who who are some of the people kind of along your coaching journey that's influenced? Not only just your decision to be a coach, but kind of how you coach. Uh, man, Whew. Greg Webb. Mm-hmm. Um, he would probably be my mentor. He probably do my 
But I call him my OG. He's my older, mm-hmm. my older veteran guy. Mm-hmm. Um, gives me all my old knowledge. He's also the one that'll call me out when I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> he's like, like I ain't like when you did that. He's the one that's gonna shoot it to me straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's him. He's probably my biggest advocate. Um, I have a younger coach as well. Name is George. You know, say so he's also the guy that shoots straight to me as well. Um, in the actual school world, Oklahoma guys, I looked up to and kind of watched how they coach. Maybe took pieces from mm-hmm. uh, Lenny Burt, Bobby Allison. Um, Sean Shank. Um, I've actually took, I've actually took a couple styles from uh Jerry Reese from Kingfisher. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm like a, just a big student, man. I you know I, I kind of see things and yeah. you know I, I I take from it if I can use it and if I can't I just hold on to it to you mm-hmm. know never know what situation I'm being to. But I would probably say my favorite coach here in Oklahoma would probably be probably Burt Larry Lenny Burt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good ones to choose from there. Now, he's, he's, he's aggressive, kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, you said that about the, the guys that kind of tell you they'll shoot straight with you. I, I think it's so important to have those type of guys to help you as a coach. You know, because a lot of times, I mean, I don't know, at smaller schools, you know, it's like you're if you're the head coach, you don't really – I mean, you, you would hope that you would have, like, your athletic director or somebody to be like, hey, I – you know, I've got your back, but I didn't necessarily like the way you did that. You know, I, I, it's, I, I think that's so important, you know. And I think yeah, it's, it's like because I, I, you got you to gotta know, you know. I, mm-hmm. This one thing I've always told, you know, people like around me, such close to me, like, if I'm doing something you don't agree with, you can tell me. I, I can take a conversation if you tell me the truth, you know. It's yeah. just yeah. don't just tell me I'm doing good because I'm, I'm doing you know, I'm your friend or something. But no, like, tell me the truth. Like, if you don't like that, okay, tell me why. Mm-hmm. And I can hear you, and we can discuss it. I can either agree to what you say or disagree. Yep. And then we, but we can have a dialogue about it, you know. But mm-hmm. I just tell anybody that's close to me, you know, just tell me straight up. Yeah. You know, yeah I can take, I can take, I can take the truth. I, I have a strong chin. Yeah. I can take it. Yeah. And don't sugarcoat it. Don't be like, well. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, just tell me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we kind of talked a little bit about AAU ball. How important do you think AAU ball is to a school program? Uh, well, so I I gotta have a weird way I feel about it because mm-hmm. I mean I do I know the importance of AAU I do think it's very very important for kids to maybe play a lot of basketball I think that's not how kids get better you know on the court court time mm-hmm. in development I just think it all depends on what the actual motive of the AAU uh, what are you looking what is your motive for going into AAU I think that's the importance of it mm-hmm. uh, I think if you're doing it for development purposes you no. Know, um, team bonding, having fun, being coached by different coaching styles, playing a lot faster, playing up uh, up to date against more skilled guys. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a good benefit. But if we're playing for other reasons, and um, nah, we're, if we're playing for articles, I'm just gonna be honest. If we're playing for articles, and no. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're actually playing to get better. Nothing. Yes. No. So I think it's the right way how you do AU. I think it's another way how you do it. I think sometimes <clears throat> you know with social media in today's world, I think it's kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. to where it, how, how it used to be. And so I think AAU is supposed to be used for development. Yeah. And, and I think it's probably getting harder and harder to find the ones that are just for development. Yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's very rare right now, you know. So yeah. I, I feel like it's become a um, – how do I say this? Uh, name versus name type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, nah, that's not – it's a million teams. It's a million kids. Everybody's not gonna be able to assist every kid. It's just yeah. not. It's not possible, you know. So I always tell kids like, I don't care who you play for. Are you getting better? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, are you getting better? Yeah, I am. Okay, cool. That's all that matters to me. You know, 
if I can't help you, I don't have a situation for you to help you, good. Go find a situation that works for you and your family, you know, that can help you get better because that's what AU was designed for, is for development. And if we're not here to get better, then what are we doing? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I know, you know, it's a, it, it, it'd be great if there was some way that you could kind of do research on what group's doing what. You know, like True. there needs to be some accountability. I think, because I, I think it's just kind of like you know, kids can play ball year round pretty much anymore. <clears throat> you know, and it's uh, I think there needs to be some kind of like a website or something that could just be this team does this, this team does that. You know, this team's rated this, or this this organization's rated here. You know, I think there needs to be some accountability in that to kind of because I, I do think it's kind of going more towards you know, articles and how many posts they can put on social media. Yeah, and stuff it, like yeah that. it's just, it's, it's become like a social media game in a way. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, you know, but it's like, man, that's, it's not, that's not what it's designed for. And I think we're going to, we're going to lose the art of it, you know? Absolutely. You know, so I don't, yeah. I don't want to lose the art of something that really was, could, could be beneficial if you use it the right way. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I got, only got a couple more questions for you. Okay. How how emotional do you think is this? Is this going to be your first head coaching job? Say it again. Is this going to be your first high school head coaching job? Yes. How how emotional do you think that first game is going to be as a head coach? <laughs> oh man. Um. Here's the eight mile. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably might be like him a little bit, but you know that that's if I'm not nervous, I've always been nervous as a basketball player. Like yeah. I say, if I'm not nervous, I'm not ready. Yeah. That's just, that's just I always been like that. Now, even every game I coach to today, I have a sense of nerves that rush through me, you know, and I sit there and I just embrace them. Um, so I expect to be very um, anxious. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell anybody this, and I've always been like this. Once the fire is lit, you know, I'm stepping into it. Yep. I've, always, I've never ran away from it. So I'm always going to step into the fire, you know, and figure out what I can do because when I trust my abilities, you know, I'm, I'm confident as a coach, you know. And I like basketball. Basketball is basketball, man. It's fun. Yeah. I, I love it. I enjoy it. Like, I love competing against people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, here's my my final question. I always like to kind of throw one out there, and it kind of goes with what you just said about wanting to win. Who who wins the most games in their coaching career? You or your sister in law that's in the next town over? Ah, <laughs> uh, Big Brother. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Big Brother. Big Brother gonna win that one. I I've been here. I mess with her all the time. I'm gonna win that one. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> we have we have we have a uh, a wager going on. Not a wager, but like you know, this kind of brother sister thing. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna win the first one? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Who's gonna yeah. win the first one? Because she was like, "Well, you already got two state championships." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm one as an assistant. I want to win as a head coach." Yeah, it's a little you know, bit that, different. Yeah, yeah, like that. I want to win one as a head coach. Like I'm still. I know I have two two, two state championships, but that has never wavered my hunger yeah. because I still want to win. To me, I feel like I've won one. Yeah. So to like I always tell kids that I haven't won one yet. You know, we I've been a part of winning and helping, but I still have the hunger of I want to win one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, Coach, man, I, I appreciate you. I could talk to you forever about stuff, but uh, uh, I appreciate it and uh, good luck on getting the move down here and good luck with the season coming. I mean, it's a little bit of ways, but I'll be keeping an eye on you and and, and good luck to you. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Um, good luck for you guys the rest of the year as well. And also, man, like I said, good luck to your podcast as well, man. Keep growing.
Thanks to Coach Smith for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And starting July 5th and continuing every Wednesday after that, I will start re-releasing past episodes of Kenny and the Coaches, starting with Season 1, Episode 1, and Coach Kenny Magoo. Don't forget that's Wednesday, July 5th. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page, and if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.